Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Hurt Circus. I'm your host, Nicholas Ridiculous, a.k.a. Nick Ridick, a.k.a. The Hairless Hyena, and what is the haps McCackle? Oh, man. <laughs> Here we are, episode 17, you know? Take that in. God damn. It's funny when you just try and keep doing something consistently, you you keep moving forward and you often it's in that regard that you forget to look back. You know, in every other aspect you remember to look back in probably negative bad ways, but in that regard you don't remember to look back, so you don't take an actual stock of how far you've come and what you've done along the way and it's it's fucking it's a goddamn trip y'all you know what I'm saying it's fucking <laughs> you know I've been doing this fuck over a year now and it's it's bonkers you know feels good though just keep at it consistently hopefully I can keep doing it with the other projects Fuck, lately it's, you know, I just I just got back from a trip back home, went back to see my mom, my grandma, and my new nephew, Lincoln, just little babes, a little bean, a little potato, a little precious thing, and uh, it was a fucking, it was a hefty trip, it was um, tumultuous, you know, slogging through the turmoil, and um, but it was for like one of the first times there was some resolution kind of where it was um can't get into the specifics of it really just because like the details aren't mine to tell of certain specifics but because i go down and visit and my mom is taking care of my grandma and she's also helping my younger brother's baby mama take care of her baby because he's somewhere else MIA kind of and um so she's helping them do all that and then just doing her thing that she does you know and uh she's not slowing down she's not like she's living way too fast and kind of not really living at all and just kind of bouncing from one hectic chaotic moment to another And I just want more for her and, you know, life and for her to live and, you know, be able to do things she wants to do and, you know, learn things or just whatever, not just be in a constant state of being in a rush to get somewhere that never comes or something. But it's... It comes to a head when, you know, I'm down there visiting and it's like, just do what you say you're going to do, you know? Just be where you say you're going to be when you say you're going to be there. And just like simple things like that because it's like I'm not here all the time. I'm I'm here, like, I'm visiting. I'm only here for a finite amount of time. So, like, it'd be cool if you just appreciated that a bit or something. And But I also know, I also understand how hard it is just living in that life in that state where you're just like you have to take the opportunities when you can because you don't know when they might come again so it puts me at odds inside because I'm kind of on both sides you know I try and but that's always just where I'm I always try and be it's just in the middle but then when it comes to a moment where it's like finally we're going to spend time together I always just have the worst habit of just like blowing it up before it happens you know like waiting for the thing so long and boiling over about it 
So much that when it actually comes, you fucking ruin it for yourself, you know? And I just realized, I'm like, that's, that's where these cycles begin. And I know I've talked about sacrifice in past episodes and stuff like that, and how important it is, and how overlooked it is in modern times of the sacrifice that we have to make of our own personal self to help someone be ushered into the world or help usher them back. And, you know, I, I had these moments where I blew up and I realized those were my moments where I need to start sacrificing my my personal, f- like, just all that boiled up stuff, you know? You have to sacrifice... It's almost like instead of puking it out, you just gotta shit it out, you know? You just gotta just wait and push it out when the time comes and not just let it spray out whenever it fucking feels like it. Because how how is anything ever supposed to get better if we're both just terrible to each other? You know? Because we got into some moments where it was not good didn't feel good it was there's stuff being said back and forth that just should never be said and and she has a lot of things inside of her that she needs she needs to get out to someone to process and to understand the abuse she went through and experienced in her life because when we have these high tension moments of me expelling my shit then she just ends up doing the same thing but at me and it's super intense and painful and it hurts and it's it's hard to uh it's hard you know you talk about things and you go back to that place and it's so hard because you know it's you know when you understand that you you kind of understand where it all began you know and um There's just so much pain and uh, you can't fix it. Um, and it echoed out for all of us, you know? It, um, the heartbreak became hereditary. And and what it takes to stop the cycle of it is like a lot, you know? It's crazy. You have to be so strong and, you know, like, hard I see that I know I feel that and uh, you know I wish I uh, wish I could. I'm gonna do more I'm gonna <clears throat> I'm gonna do more I just wish I could have done more you know there's just you know, there's that much shame that you're carrying around. It's hard to talk about anything with anyone. And my mom got so used to just running from the shame and killing herself over everything that was never particularly her fault, but led to her making choices that you know, weren't the best ones to make. And just, uh, just habitual, habitual masochism of the heart, you know, it's, uh, yeah, when you have that heartbreak, that initial heartbreak, there's nothing like it. And I know she didn't mean to hand it down. It's all she knew. And we had these blow-ups while I was down there. But at the end of it, I just wanted her to be able to talk to me. I wanted us to be able to communicate. 
because I'm sick of. I'm sick of. There was a long piece in there called The Planet is Fine, The People Are Fucked. We'll be gone. Dinosaurs had their chance. There was an age of reptiles. Now it's the age of primates. Who knows? Maybe it'll be the insects next. It's not up to us. It's not divinely ordained. We're here on chance and we're gonna go away. And the planet will heal. The planet will heal, because that's what it does. It heals itself, it's a self-healing organism. It changes and grows. It'll incorporate all of our dead cities into itself, and it will become something else, but it will still be going around the sun for at least a few more billion years or whatever. So, we're, this whole thing, we have to save the planet by not putting diapers in the landfill. That's, that's too short-sighted, it doesn't do anything. You have to change yourself, and we'll never do that. Because the dollars now, it's everybody wants a dollar and a toy. Everybody's got a cell phone that'll make pancakes and rub their balls. So they don't, they, nobody wants to rock the boat, nobody wants to change. Don't change anything. And we're, we're in a nice downward glide. I think we squandered great gifts. I think humans were given great, great gifts. Walking upright, binocular vision, opposable thumb, large brain, making tools. Make tools, large brain, large brain, make better tools. Talk, have to make language, you take this foot in here. We learned language, the brain got bigger, language. We grew. We, 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 we grew. I'm sick of us being victimized and then being made to feel shamed to be open about our victimhood. You know, I know I talk about how we need to take down the victimhoods and all that shit. And, um, but also in that we need to acknowledge it because that's the only way to stop, stop it all. You know, you have like, it's the same with everything. We have to acknowledge our greatest faults we have to point them out so that we can change them. But it's just so hard when you just spend your whole life running from them. And you've been running for so long that you, you don't know how to be anymore. I know it's a long shot and I know, you know, Tiger can't change its stripes. But I'm trying to pull my mom back to the light side. She went straight. Like I always talk about how I'm trying not to be Anakin, but my mom, my mom is Vader. You know, she fell to the dark side. She. Things happened and the wrong choices were made and hearts were broken and they're the most important hearts and you can't go back from that sometimes. Sometimes the only way to go is forward into the path you've chosen and you have to lean into it more and the shame drives you into it deeper and deeper and everything just gets darker and darker. And maybe now I'm Luke. <laughs> and it's gonna take so much to not fall to that as well. because I feel it all the time. You know, that fucking encroaching darkness. The fucking cold fingers on my shoulder. But we can't, you know, someone has, like, it has to stop at some point. That's it. And I'm fucking gonna do my best because you know, this oh, the next generation of our family, I guess, has already started, and man, it's like magic. It's crazy. And if you know, 
anything happens with that, like happened to us, that it happened to him, it's like we failed already. I failed already. I can't, like, nothing ever gets better unless we try and when it comes to family, everyone has to fucking try a little bit. It's just the question of is, is it too far gone, you know? Has the plate been smashed so much that you can't actually glue it back together to eat off of anymore? And if you, even if you could, would there be so much glue you're fucking just eating? Whatever, glue? Shit. I don't fucking know, man. It's been a fucking emotional roller coaster, though. Just crazy. And then just the whole, I think it's a whole other kind of torture for my mom to now be taking care of my grandmother. Even though my grandmother kind of was a bystander to some of the abuse my mom went through. My grandmother never seemed to have learned that sacrifice I've been talking about. So I think it's kind of fucking with her head in that regard too, where it's like, you know, this woman who never seemed to help her care is now all of a sudden, you know? It's just gotta be a kind of a mind fuck in a way. And you know, it's, I don't know. I'm gonna try and, you know, I'm trying to be friends and hopefully bring her back over. Because I know she's tired. She's She's been running so long, you know. And no one ever bothered to help her in a way that was good for her. Or a way that she could understand without feeling like someone was taking her power and taking advantage of her. Because that's what happens, you know. You don't fucking gone through it many times in this, in this podcast journey of ours. But, you know, if you don't conform to the, the way they want to help you and they, because they're not going to try and help you in the way you need. So if you don't conform to how they're trying to help you, it's good luck, Charlie. Shit. Like, they're going to fucking villainize, criminalize, and dehumanize you to the bone, baby. Boom, 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 boom. You know, I just, I just hate how there has to always be an us and them, you know, like fuck, bring on the hive mind if it means we're all going to fucking agree on something or allow each other to live the way we want to fucking live and not try and hold sway over people's lives and like, I always just come back to this thing where it's like, you know, like taking our own livelihood and our own lives hostage, like holding ourselves, they're holding ourselves hostage to us. And it's the craziest, like, it's like, yeah, we're going to do all this shit to you and then you have to be okay or your life will be shit. And it's the most like, there's like, like I'm grasping for straws to find the words I'm trying to say. It's like... I don't even know, man. It's it's just like a mindfuck. It just doesn't even... Oh, I lost the word completely. Ah. <sighs> I know, it's just like... I don't know, man. It's, it's like, how do you ever win? <laughs> It's just an unfair fucking... There's so much other... Like, even if the world is like that and supposed to be like that, like, there's so many better ways to do it. 
than to just fucking rip someone's power and autonomy away, abuse them, dehumanize them, and then expect them to just listen, you know? Expect them to follow suit and not have any issue with authority or anything like that. (laughs) They hold ourselves hostage to ourselves. It's... It's just so crazy, you know, it's like, it just, when you put it in certain words and perspectives, it just doesn't make sense as a system. And we just, but we've created this world where like, how do you change something when you're so deep inside it? You know? Because there will always be the detractors, the ones who, like, I, I, I can always go back to this, but fucking Star Wars, baby. Like, the rebels in our world would be fucking terrorists. Like, just dub terrorists. That's it. Like, even, like, right now, with everything that's going on in the world, it's like, how do we make the change that needs to be made when we live in a world designed for those changes to not be able to be made? You know, we're... We're trying to game the system. We're trying to hack the mainframe and fucking swap out the motherboard. It's... It's intense. Mm. (laughs) You know, we we want it to change, and hopefully it does. But it's got to change the minds first. And I think it'll take a couple generations to fully weed out all the bullshit. Because <laughs> we all human, baby. Let's start acting like it. We need to raise the lowest bars of our society. Those hanging on the lowest rungs create a level playing field acknowledge the differences and indifferences and the inequalities so that we can elevate everyone to the same level you know at a certain point we just gotta all come together (laughs) just drinking my morning coffee here getting the day started if I'm gonna record a nice little episode I like to do it in the mornings you know just get the day going by noon have some shit fucking done in the can but as I'm sure many of you have done also I've been kind of ordering some shit online like a motherfucker it's ridiculous and shit has just been coming in like crazy Fucking shoes and fucking a bike, random bullshit. But also, alas, I did get some fucking vintage Star Wars stuff. And if you're an avid listener of The Hurt Circus, if you're not, welcome. And we appreciate you stopping by. But if you are, also welcome. And we appreciate you stopping by. But similarly... You know of a certain backpack I once had. Long, long ago, when I was a young boy in the foster care system of Hamilton, Ontario. I was in this foster home, and then I, um, it was in the era of Harry Potter. Not the movies or the books, but when I felt like Harry Potter in people's homes just living amongst families as some fucking bedraggled fucking haggard ass fucking unwanted fucking step foster fucking bullshit whatever just some poor kid to be pitied on and um the best part was you you didn't even realize you know you were just so fuck glazed over fucking donut bitch I love that kid though <laughs> but at the time I uh I didn't have anything really in the world I didn't know what it was to own belongings or um possess anything or like I just lived in these people's houses where I didn't like I had no right or no 
Um, what's the word? I'm so bad at recalling shit lately. I just, you know. I just didn't have a scrap. And, uh, just didn't have any property. And I live with these people and their two sons. And, uh, yeah, it was just, just a strange existence, you know. Just to be somewhere you shouldn't and have to live somewhere you shouldn't. And, uh, yeah. Because lately it's been, um, just to digress a little bit, but I don't know if it's the spring, summer rolling in, whatever. Senses waking up. Kind of trying to not live through a lens of depression and anxiety and trying allow myself to be myself um my mind has just been like jumping around to just like through lanes of nostalgia and just like memories and just like get lost in times of old and you know like riding bikes going to a kid's house swimming in their pool and playing M64 just like ganging out with my brothers and you know just fun angsty shit you know but also like numb bordering on carefree and just because you know being young, going through what we went through, we had to push away so much that you had to just cling to the floaty of manic joy or escapism with your friends just fucking biking around through the parks and shit. But it's just been hard to keep track so my mind will just be like, just start jumping around and especially me, you know, going back home, it's even tenfold because it's, and also compounded by fucking the new nephew, Lincoln, is just like, man, when you're holding your youngest brother's kid, your life fucking just, like, flashes before, like, that's what it's been. It's been like my life flashing before my eyes, but in fucking, like, parts. You know, like, season one, season two. Maybe it's a reminder. Maybe I'm trying to remind myself. Maybe it's all part of this awakening I feel like I'm having from this this systemic oppression-induced waking coma I've been in for the last 10 years. Probably the last 29 years, or at least 24, you know. It's just strange to just start to finally realize some things it's just crazy how much we think we know and how much we never actually will ever know. But I have hope. I'm trying to have hope. I'm trying less. I'm trying. I'm trying to try less as well and more actually do. Actually do. Actually do. Actually do. We had great gifts and we gave it up all up for both men, uh, for both money and Oh, God. God and mammon, both. We gave it up to the high priests. It's your job. It's a, God's will. That's what they say. People say it's God's will. That means God can do anything he wants, so why pray? They say you pray for something. Okay, my, he didn't answer my prayers. Well, it's God's will. Well, if it's God's will, why did I even pray in the first place? He's going to do what he wants anyway. We gave it all up to superstition, primitive superstition, primitive shit, primitive shit. With an invisible man in the sky looking down, keeping track of what we do, make sure we don't do the wrong thing. If we do, he puts us in hell and we burn forever. That kind of shit is very limiting. It's very limiting for this brain we have. So we keep ourselves limited, and then we want a toy and a gizmo and gold, and we want shiny things, and we want something to plug in that'll make big, big, big things for us. And, 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 and all that shit is nothing. 
It's nothing. We gave it all up. And Americans, who also had great gifts, when you take the theory of de democratic rule, self-government, okay, they did. They started off wrong. They owned slaves. They didn't let women vote. They didn't let people who didn't own land vote. Fine. They got off on the wrong foot. But the ideas were good. But we fucking blew that. We polluted it. We polluted it with this stuff, things, material goods, games, gizmos, toys, gadgets, having possessions. Oh, he's got a bigger truck. He says she is truck. It's bigger than mine. I'm getting a new truck. Here's a big truck. Oh, I'm getting that one. That's what you got a video on it? You DVD too? He don't have a VDD. I got a DVD. You know. Oh, please. 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 <laughs> but anyways, back to what I was saying, you know, about the, um, that was trauma I was in. So, that backpack, and you know, I told that whole story in an episode a bit ago about how I, you know, I was in this home and it was just like it wasn't anything, you know. It's like it was just no, no real positive, you know. You're not treated like a kid. You're kind of just treated like some someone who's staying with them or something like that. It's, it's dehumanizing to say the least. You know, you feel like a fucking house elf or some bullshit. It's crazy. But the school I went to, I'll just retell the story briefly. But the school I went to, it, um, it was a public school or whatever. And they had like this night where they had like this, this like auction thing. And, you know, I can't, put together the context completely from my memories you know it's pretty very deep I have a lot of images when I close my eyes but you know they had like a silent auction and they had these items just like lined around every classroom they had like the desks squared out on the walls and fucking just you know shit laid out and people would roll through parents you know everyone families and then I went by myself because the school was like kind of around the corner from the foster home I was in. So I was just like, you know, whatever, fuck it, I'll go. And I was in like, I was in like kindergarten, you know, I think Mulan had just come out because I remember it was the winter time and we played fucking Mulan in the snow because I love that part when um, all the Mongolians, they uh, get caught in the avalanche and you're like, God damn, they got wiped out. And then you just see the dude fucking kick his shield up out the snow and he pops out and he's like, ah, it's like the most badass shit. So, yeah, because I remember playing that in the schoolyard and I would, <laughs> I would do that move. Just, ah, avalanche. Ah, ah. <laughs> and uh, so I went to this auction. It's coffee, though. I went to this auction and you know I was just like I don't know I wasn't like a very extroverted kid or anything and I just kind of walked around by myself and um, came across this backpack and I can't remember how somehow I had like some change or some shit I'm pretty sure and wow you know it's it's kind of dawning on me now that they might have given it to me. No. No, because I had some change. For some reason in my mind, I was just like, wait, did they fucking just give it to me because they felt sorry for me because I was just the fucking weird kid, the weird poor foster kid who just popped up out of nowhere? No, I definitely, I'm pretty sure I had like some coins in my pocket or something. Because somehow I fucking, I laid wage on this fucking, this backpack. This minty, minty poppin', Darth Vader, pleather, you know, 90 style, flap sack, saggy, sack back, backpack, fucking whatever. With the drawstring and shit, you know. Just that old style. And, you know, on the, on the front flap, it just has a square of Darth Vader's head. 
And at that time, I'd already, you know, seen Star Wars. And also at that time, they'd already started announcing, you know, Star Wars Episode One with fucking Kid Anakin. And I was a fucking kid, you know. It's like, hello? Yeah, obviously. It's like, it's like George knew what was up, man. He's like, motherfucker just had it unlocked for the homies of the 90s. It was tight. It was like our dads were supposed to show Star Wars and then we were supposed to, you know, but fuck a father. Bitch ass. Shit. Nah, but so I got that backpack and it was like my everything for a long time. And it would hold my everything because it was a backpack. And, you know, it was it was a crazy feeling to just have something. Like, I probably mentioned this when I originally told the story, but, like, I, you know, I went outside and sat in the snowbank under the fucking spotlight outside the school. And I just, like, looked at it and just, like, touched it. You know, just, like, admired it. And, you know, all this to say... That thing meant a lot to me, and but over time, life got hectic, and you know, you lose things because other people's favorite things don't matter to other people, you know what I'm saying? Like, or like your favorite things don't matter to other people. How much something, usually, especially like a kid or something, it just doesn't register or something or it's like when you have nothing people don't realize what it is to have something and how much how validating that can be and how humanizing and just like you know gratifying it's like just like yeah it's something to lose but it's you know it's having something to lose (laughs) which makes everything a bit more worthwhile to a certain degree. So, during all this quarantine and stuff, you know, order shit online, been getting a lot of dope shit, got my Patara earrings, you know, random fucking bullshit, got a dope episode one original t-shirt from the 90s, which, you know, and a lot of shoes, for some reason. Crazy. We got to do a fucking photo shoot or something soon. Get this this drip out. It's fucking drowning, bro. Drowning, bro. Drowning. It's a white baby, bro. Whole white baby, bro. Whole white baby. (laughs) 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 Uh. All this to say, when I got home... I had a package sitting for me. And I have said package right here. bag and some bitch priority mail some bitch double sided tape like a boss like a boss I love when someone uses something that I never use properly and they use it good and I'm like that's how it's done bitch <sighs> I cannot explain to you the wave that just shot through my body Make sure we're still recording. Yeah, we're good. Just seeing it. It's like a strange. Okay, pulling it out. Oh my god, it's folded in half. Suspense. Suspense, I'm throwing the box. 
Big titties on Tatooine, Batman. This is... You know when... of paper inside the pocket it says the bronco code i'm gonna read the bronco code to y'all right now this is i've never i don't know if, let me just read this and we'll go over it the bronco code found in the front zipper pocket pouch of my Nostalgic vintage Vader Darth vintage Darth Vader vintage Darth backpack baby <laughs> the Bronco code I believe in my ability to succeed I am respectful I am responsible I am ready to learn by cooperating with members of our community I will create a safe and positive environment where my teachers can teach and all students can learn this allows me to be a capable, connected, and contributing member of our world. God damn. That's, now that's the caliber that every school should be held to. It's fucking beautiful, baby. Shit. That was just in the pocket. That was just in the fucking pocket. You believe that? Completely sidetracked me, but. So what I was gonna say is, You know, that part of your brain that has every radio song you ever overheard that got overplayed on the radio is locked away in. And then you hear it on a summer day, let's say, and you smell that tinge of sunscreen. It takes you back to that time you took that trip with that day camp to that, that water park. You know? And it's like the sound, you know everything that's coming and it's so familiar, but it's just foreign enough that it still has appeal. You know, like just the things you don't remember, you remember or you forget to forget. That's what looking at this feels like. It's like looking, it's like listening to an old familiar song. Like, seeing it is, like, new but old. It's fresh but familiar. It's Like, you know, like, 20, 24, whatever years later, to brush my hand on this bag, just like I did, you know, it's, uh, Oh man, over the last little while, like, over the years I've really disconnected myself, or maybe just disconnected myself from who I was and my, my younger self, but maybe that's just what growing up is. Maybe it's the separation because, man, I love that kid so much. <laughs> No one else really did. Not enough anyways. <laughs> so I think I'm still mooring some, some things. Trying to accept 
what number was and be okay with that. It's just so hard. But I mean, what else is there? You know, um, I oftentimes now don't really care about movies I haven't seen. So, maybe I can carry that over. <sighs> Things just don't know. These don't have to be so bad. We got the power now. I think at least. <laughs> Hard to say actually. But they got the bag and I'm really happy about it. <laughs> It's been such an emotional episode, but um, it's been a heavy couple days, and I don't care anymore. <laughs> you can go fuck yourself if you have a problem. Don't come back. I'm fucking hudukin that ass. I see it from a distance. I give myself a divorce. I said, George, emotionally you have no stake in this. You don't care one way or another. So watch it. Have fun. You know what? I say it this way. When you're born in this world, you're given a ticket to the freak show. And when you're born in America, you're given a front row seat. <laughs> and some of us get to sit there with notebooks. And I'm a notebook guy now. the freak show and I cut my notes and I make up stuff about it and I talk about the freaks and the freaks are all humans and they're like me and they're all the same we're all the same I'm not better I'm not different I'm just apart now I'm separate I'm over here because I put myself out of the mix I don't have a stake in the outcome I'm not a cheerleader for a given outcome now oh they say if you scratch a cynic you'll find a disappointed idealist and I would admit that somewhere underneath all of this there's a little flicker of a flame of idealism that would love to see it all change. But it can't do, it can't happen that way. And incremental change, it just seems like the pile of shit is too deep, too deep. Keeping it weird. Keeping it weird always. Oh, this has been hefty, bruh. Hefty. What are we at? Uh. Shit. Oh, why, baby, bruh? Oh, why, baby? <laughs> if you're ever feeling low, <laughs> oh, why, baby? <laughs> I should cheer you up. If you're a fan of your mom's house, you know I'm, you know I'm, you know what I'm fucking talking about. Um, all that shitty, all those shitty but important emotions aside, like things that have been making me happy lately. My nephew made me pretty happy. Actually, being able to communicate with my mom and opening up a pathway of communication in regards to our struggles and traumas and the issues we're having. It's, you know, you gotta 
dig through shit to find the fucking satellite phone. And that is the Jurassic Park 3 reference. So take that to the bank and cash it. It might bounce though. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. But also, you know, um, what really makes you happy too is like comedy, funny things. Like right now, Dan Soder and Big J Okerson are like two halves of my comedic heart right now. They're just perf- the perfect duo. Whether it's on the bonfire, it's uh, their Sirius XM radio show, where people upload the shows onto YouTube. They do a live one on Wednesdays sometimes, well, since quarantine. But they also do a podcast with Ari Shafir called Six and Jump, where they each they go through each episode of the TV show, 21 Jump Street. And it is... I mean, first of all, 21 Jump Street is fucking just gold, like... I'm talking the movies, baby. I'm talking the original show from the late 80s, starring Johnny Depp. It's wild. Like, (laughs) 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 it is wild, bro. Like, shit. (laughs) Like, just go watch the first episode, the first five minutes of the first episode. It's, ugh. You'll just be like, all right, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'm fucking in. And just, you know, keep it steady with the creation. I've been doing this residency thing where we're doing the art for social change. I've been feeling a little weird with it. It's, it's hard to know. It's hard to, especially like over fucking Zoom meetings and bullshit. It's so hard to connect with people and like communicate properly and like... I don't know. I'm just having just, 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 such a such a hard time, um, and you know, it's like everyone's points of view are so different, and so like everyone's fighting for such different causes. It's it's hard to it's hard for people to not take something as like take your truth. Like we often will take someone else's truth and think it's denying our own or something, and. It's, I don't know. It's just shitty, like, shitty behavior where we all just want to matter and we all just want to be acknowledged. But we don't know how to acknowledge. I don't know. It's, um... So, like, even, like, last week, we were supposed to have, like, a show-and-tell meeting on Thursday that was supposed to be held the Thursday before that. But because one person suggested they push it, the people who lead it, had agreed so they pushed it because one person one person suggested it because they had done nothing you know it's it's funny so and I was at you know I was out of town dealing with this family shit and then I had to go to this meeting and share art with people and I just I just couldn't do it like I and I just didn't want to I didn't want any of the overflow of what was going on in my personal life to, to uh, spill out onto, um, you know, other people. Because I, I, uh, I have a bad habit of lashing out. And also people are very um, on guard these days, I guess. <laughs> you know? You have a talking circle with a quote-unquote talking stick and someone's still going to come at you after you speak because, you know, they don't, can't comprehend the concept of what the fuck you're saying. <laughs> but, you know, fuck me, right? Who fucking cares? Bruh, who fucking cares, dude? Dude, it's fucking all chill. It's all fucking chill, dude. Fucking low-key, chilling, fucking grilling my cheese, just fucking spilling my beans, dude. I don't care. Fuck it, dude. <sighs> Feels good though. Helping to release some of this tension. I had to get an episode done, especially after everything. 
feel felt so like loaded up on just like just juices and fucking feelings and but let me tell you it felt really f- fucking crazy like might have been because yesterday uh, on the way back I got a ride with my boy and uh, I went dry from weed for like two days or so and then just like dealing with everything it all it all just compounded so much and then my boy my boy got me to live back with his bro and his and shit and we like stopped at uh, the reservation outside of Belleville and fuck man I got so many goddamn dispensaries doesn't even make sense as like a business strategy it's like just doesn't seem you know but whatever who fucking cares I guess but it was just crazy it was just like bam 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 there 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 they're just everywhere but fuck I went up in there and I was like a kid in a goddamn candy store man I even bought fucking cookies gone gone bruh he brought fucking stuff to me. I'm like, yo, how are your edibles? So I'm about to go on a car ride now. I'm just be smoking the whole time. And, you know, the classic, oh, you know, be careful. These are hefty. And then I say the cliche of, uh, you know, it's all good. Edibles don't really fuck me too bad. Like, I usually eat edible and still be smoking weed. And they're like, oh, no, no, that's what everyone says. And I'm like, oh, no, no, that's what everyone says, everyone says. And we just, oh no, that's what everyone says, everyone says, everyone says. No, no, that's what everyone says, everyone says, everyone says, everyone says. But I bought the fucking cookies. I was like, bitch, I don't give a shit. Give me the goddamn cookies. Ate them. And I was like, turn to my boy Mike, and I'm like, shit. Bulletproof, baby. Can't touch me. And he's like, dude, I'll take like half an hour to kick in. 45 minutes later, bruh. Bulletproof, baby. He's like, shit. You're crazy, dog. You're crazy. <laughs> but it's crazy up here in Canada, man. Buying up so much weed. And getting a receipt. <laughs> getting fucking reward points and shit. I don't know. Fuck it, though. Getting lifted. And I forgot. I fucking forgot my joints in his car. A piece of shit. If you hear this, Mike, I want my doinks. I want my doinks. Alright. Well, I'd like to thank you for stopping by for another episode of The Hurt Circus. I've been your host, Nicholas Ridiculous, aka Nick Ridick, aka the Hairless Hyena. And thank you. Really appreciate it. Still along for this ride. I know it's a bit zany sometimes, but when you're a cartoon character living in the third dimension, shit, you know, fucking animaniacs, baby. Yakko wacko and dot 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 ellipses. And if you'd like to check out any of the recent work I've been doing, I did a photo shoot recently for a couple of upcycling pieces, and I have just actually just started launching my third season of the Underbelly Society, my upcycle fashion line, and it is called Freedom XX. And yeah, you can check all that out on underbellysociety.com, nicholasridiculous.ca. They all kind of link into each other. Follow me up at Nicholas Ridiculous on Instagram, Nicholas Ridiculous on Facebook, at Dimebag Crew for all our hip hop shit, because we just announced we're working on our next album. Everything is fine. Ellipses. That's a dot, dot, dot. Pause. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> but yeah, we're working on, uh, working on that album right now. I'm getting the album art going, and we got like. We've got a bunch of tracks already on the go, so we're just trying to, you know, start rounding shit out and dilate our focus in a bit here so we're not just fucking wrangling fucking nerf herding some bitches, whatever. You know, sometimes I don't even know what I'm fucking trying to say. It just happens. It just happens. 
and at Underbelly Society on Instagram for all that shit. At Last Candy Bandit for all my paintings and art stuff. And, you know, like, subscribe, follow, share, fucking do whatever. Help it grow, baby. Let's fucking start a movement, something. Let's fucking let's help change the world, you know? Upcycle the world, baby. Make art. Make change. Shit. Peace. Like, uh, you know, mental disturbances. And she was taken away.